that's when it came out of a clear blue sky. Oh, the dear good Lord's own sweet breath and his voice like an electric shock. I was Welcome to Good Luck America, a politics and news podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Chet Wild. Hey everybody, welcome to Good Luck America, a news and politics podcast, or a politics and news podcast. And let's temporarily rename it for this week only, let's change it to Vote America. Eh, I don't know about that. Vote, well-informed America. I mean, people should vote. Everyone should vote. Good fucking luck. Except, I mean, unless you're voting Republican, then you should just stay home. Before we dive into If Trump's- you're voting Republican, make sure to get out on Wednesday and vote. Yeah. According to, uh, yeah. was it Eric Trump that tweeted the wrong vote date? Oh, did he? Him or, or Donald Jr. One of them tweeted a thing about voting, and they literally tweeted the wrong date this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so listen to, listen to the Trump family and go out and vote that day. If they don't let you, just fucking write it down and leave it at the door. Can we start referring to them as the what they are, the Trump crime family? I think so. I think that's fair to say. That whole New York Times thing about all their tax evasion rhetoric, that got blown over real quick. That's a legit huge fucking deal. It's the hugest of deals. And yeah, it, it really did just get kind of glossed over. A lot of things are getting glossed over and, and right now. Trump and his three kids are getting sued right now. Um, for supposedly uh, scamming people with get-rich-quick schemes from no, come on, stuff doesn't. But Trump University was so on the up and up. Damn. Yeah, it's it's been a wild couple of weeks. There have been shootings and bombings and Trump going to rallies and being a dipshit. Shooting at a a grocery store, white guy that won't shoot other white people, only shooting black people, but not charged with a hate crime. Yep. And that, hey, that guy that sent out bombers that we talked about, or sent out a bunch of bombs that we talked about last week, I can't believe that was only a week ago. It seems like such old news. Yeah. Turns out he wasn't actually Native American. Yeah. Like that, a wannabe Native American. That, he's Filipino, I believe. Yeah. That had not come out by the time we recorded. But anyways, the real terrorists are the mostly women and children in a caravan right. two months away. They have to fucking walk here, even if they were terrorists. Let's say they're violent, criminal, gangster terrorists. After fucking three to four months of walking, you really think they have the energy to get in some fights? Yeah, this isn't how terrorists get into the country. Terrorists, a lot of times, just come here on a visa yeah, and then just stay after the visa is up. Yeah, they, they come here for their pilot training, and then they stay, and then they hop on a plane and fly it into a building. But hey, let's attack Iraq and uh, right. Saudi Arabia is cool. That's the one thing I didn't bring up. Uh, in the last couple weeks, I am against WWE still doing their Crown Jewel event there. Yeah, that's bullshit. It is bullshit. But that's but, Vince McMahon for you. Shout out to John Cena and Daniel Bryan for saying fuck off. Yeah. And no shout out to Hulk Hogan, racist Hulk Hogan. Oh, Hulk Hogan's going? No way. Now, because these guys dropped out, they're like, now announcing Hulk Hogan is the host of the event. Oh, uh, yeah. Good job, Hulkster. Man, I used to love him as a kid. Yeah. And man, how times have changed. Bad times. Fuck that motherfucker. Yeah, we're talking about the migrant caravan today. What are all these pop-ups I'm getting? Come on. A vast cleanup premium. Listen. I'm never going to (laughs) update iTunes on this computer. Stop it. Yeah. 
update iTunes on Apple computers only. Yeah. So we're talking about the migrant caravan today, which is, this is such an absurd story. And it's, it's not even topical. It's so far away from happening to, to, to being a realistic, let's say, let's lean in and let's say, okay, they're a threat. Let's say they're bad people. They're not. Let's lean in. Even then, this is months away. Yeah. Yeah. They have to walk here. They're not going to get here in time to <laughs> vote. A couple of times they're like, oh, anyone's... we think we're going to have a bus or somebody's going to pay for this. They're like, nope. Just kidding. You're walking. Yeah. And it's we're going to go into some details about how this caravan started and who's in it. But first, let's talk about this racist ass campaign ad. Oh, this was added new to the notes. I did not see that. That Trump put out. I think the racist part was implied when you said Trump campaign ad. Yeah, I probably didn't need to even add that it was a racist. Look at that f- fucking fuck. All right, let's read the caption first before you play this. Uh, the, the, the caption. It is, is outrageous what the Democrats are doing to our country. Vote Republican now. And then it's this video, which is about a minute long. It's 53 seconds long. Let's play this racist-ass campaign ad. This is what the Democrats are doing to our country, Adam. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, please step out of the hallway. So, this is. They're showing footage of this dude who killed two cops in court who was in the country illegally. He's like, I'm going to kill more cops soon. And he's smiling about it. But it says, Democrats, let him stay. Democrats, let him in. And now there's video of a confrontra- confrontation between uh, this migrant caravan and one of the borders they had to cross through. Who else will Democrats let in? And then it pauses on that guy's face that killed cops. And it says they're keeping America safe again. Who is? Oh, really? Seems like a real safe place this last week or so. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, they mean safe for white people. Yeah, well, not even white people. When he says keep America safe, he means white Trump supporters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He does not mean the Hillary Clintons of the world. And what's really interesting about that video, both theweek.com and huffingtonpost.com both have articles up right now about the man featured in that video. And here's the thing. Democrats did technically let him in. He entered the country illegally in 1993. When Bill Clinton snuck him in personally. Right. When Bill Clinton flew him in on his Pizzagate jet. (laughs) (laughs) But then Clinton deported him on his Pizzagate jet in 1997. So there's that. But he returned a year later, was arrested and released by... Sheriff, Notable racist. Racist Sheriff Joe Arpaio, the racist fuckstick Trump pardoned last year. Mike Pence once called him a, and this is a quote, tireless champion of strong borders in the rule of law. And he's the motherfucker that let this guy go when he was arrested. Well, here's the thing. He was just wandering around the country. We should have deported him again. Right. Oh, wait. What's that? He was deported he again. He was deported again under Bush. Who Clinton let him borrow his pizza gate playing. Right. Out of here. And then, but then he returned under Bush. And to imply that it's, so given those sequence of events, at what point did Democrats let him stay? 
It was Joe Arpaio who released him. Bush deported him, but then he came back under Bush and stayed here until 2014. So it's not just that this campaign ad is racist because it implies that there is just a caravan of cop killers coming to the United States. It's just factually incorrect. But what a surprise coming from Trump. It's also worth worth mentioning that when this guy did shoot those two cops, he shot him with an AR-15, the same gun that the Trump administration assures us we need to be able to purchase legally. Hey, listen, Adam. Strict interpretation of the Constitution. It's in the Constitution, and we don't fuck with the Constitution. Unless we're going to fuck with the Constitution and revoke birthright citizenship, which is what Oh, wait, is that in the Constitution? Which is what we're talking about next week. What's it say in the Constitution about that? I don't know, but we're going to talk about it next week. So what is the migrant caravan? It's mostly people fleeing the northern triangle of Central America, which is Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, mostly fleeing gang violence and poverty. It's really... It's really ironic to me that Trump calls out these countries that are sending us bad people while also like how much has he talked about MS-13, which is an El Salvadoran gang? They're fleeing that. So how is there not even a shred of compassion when you're talking about a gang being the most terrifying in the world, but also the people who are fleeing them need to stay where they are? And just, I don't Those know, people train would your rather, kids to fight that gang. rather walk through the dusty-ass Mexico and wash their clothes in sewage and have all these respiratory issues yeah. to walk for three, four months, knowing they very well may not get in, possibly even get shot by our military, rather than stay. That's how bad it is. Yeah. If you think those countries are kicking out their bad people— you have a real poor understanding of what type of grip those countries have on crime. This type of immigration is the type of immigration that's on the rise because there are uh, countries that are just devolving into chaos all around the world and it's causing a refugee crisis. The type of immigration that's not on the rise is border crossings of single adults, Mexicans, and people looking for seasonal work. Not worth it. That has all been on the decline since at least 2008 or so, for a long time. And under current U.S. and international law, asylum seekers from Central America are allowed to apply for asylum either in Mexico or in the U.S. And a lot of people take that first option. But the problem is, for one thing, asylum applications are up 1,000% since 2013. That's a lot of percent. In Mexico. There's a two-year backlog. They've been accused of indiscriminately detaining people seeking asylum just long-term, which is not a good thing. And also, Mexico's also not safe. Like, it's not... It has a lot of the same gang and violence problems that these Central American countries have, and in some areas, it's worse. I mean, if I learned one thing for spending a weekend in El Paso, it's don't fuck with Mexico. Yeah, I don't know why you were even considering that. I don't know. I wanted the stamp on my passport. That's like those people who are like, I didn't know Trump was bad before I voted for him. Like, re- read some news. Mexico's not a place for you to this just wander good luck into. America, not whatever shit you and Quincy do. I don't care what happens outside of the borders. Well, you should. This is happening outside the borders. So... I, I care. I was just, I was just so, riffing. I was just riffing. Uh, yeah, there's a two-year backlog, and Mexico's not that safe. 
U.S. The, the U.S. has also enlisted Mexico to apprehend Central American migrants before they get to the U.S. There have been 900 or more than 950,000 deportations over the past few years. And that's Mexico deporting people back to Central America. By the way, our country currently, we have a population of over 300 million. Right. And we currently take about 1 million immigrants a year. Yeah. So that's one-third of a percentage of our population. Yeah, it's a very small number. It's a very small, like when people are like, a million people, that's... It's not that many. It's hard to wrap your head around how many people are in this fucking country. Right. One thing I left out, there are, you're not going to believe this, but reports of torture and people being disappeared by Mexican security forces when they're deported. So that gives people two options. You can either accept the help of a criminal group who might make the trip easier, but they also might rape and murder you. Which still, somehow, the trip could be easier. That's how fucking awful the right. other options are. Or you travel in a huge caravan to increase your visibility. Because it's easy for Mexican authorities to disappear one person. Uh, we also know it's easy for them to disappear about 50 because of that uh, thing that happened with the students who stole the bus a few years ago. But disappearing thousands of people at once is going to set off some alarms. Yes. For now. For now. At what point? Yeah, that's 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 a good question. Like, if you look at the Fox News coverage, how many Americans would cheer if those people were all locked up? And, you know, at what point is it, hey, locking up isn't enough. Let's throw them in a fucking gas chamber. Yeah, well, Trump's going to build tent cities at the border even though it's basically in violation of international law to detain asylum seekers for an indeterminate amount of time. But, you know, he's, he can just govern through executive order because Republicans loved when Obama did that so much. So, <sighs> and so... The official sound of this podcast should just be... <sighs> it should have been the name of this podcast. Just, ugh. <laughs> ugh, America. Luck, America. So the way this started, uh, it, it, it ties back to a man named Bartolo Fuentes, who is a former politician who has worked with migrants in Honduras for years. He actually fled Honduras himself at one point and sought refuge in Mexico after he participated in protests against the Contras, which, ironically enough, are doing. We sent the Contras CIA, good job, buddy. to his country. Uh, the Contras used Honduras as a staging ground in their war against the Sandinistas. So by, backed war. by protesting a group that the United States had put in his country to fight a war, he had to flee to Mexico. But none of this is ever our fault. None of this is ever like that was that that's my real gripe about Republican stance on illegal immigration. It's like the United States bears some responsibility for that, and it's bipartisan responsibility because a lot of it ties back to NAFTA, which is an initiative that started under Reagan and was signed under Clinton. And NAFTA, we basically went to Mexico and put car factories on all of their farms and just destroyed their agriculture industry, which forced people who had been making a decent living for decades doing farm work in Mexico they didn't have any fucking skills to do anything else, and now there's no farms, so they had to come to the United States, where they were exploited and paid a dollar or two an hour. And now, after all that, we're like, get them out of here! It's like, we caused it. 
We fucking caused it. Oh, you so can't not just that many Americans want to do out. those fucking jobs either. Well, that's the thing too. That argument, I don't like that argument because it takes well, it minimizes the end. Well, it takes the responsibility off those employers. Those the reason America. It's not that Americans don't want to do those jobs. They don't want to do them for immigrant wages. Sure, they at least want minimum wage. But we're talking about people getting paid half minimum wage, a quarter of minimum wage. Of course, Americans don't want to work under those situations. No one should want to. And it should tell you how dire the situation is where people are migrating from because they're willing to come here and work for almost nothing because there is nothing where they're coming from. So it's like they send a lot of that money back to their families. Yeah. And as well, they should. Like what's uh, anyway. We're getting off track. So these are the people coming in this caravan are different. They're fleeing. They're not coming here for to take our jobs. They just don't want to be murdered in the streets by violent gangs. Or they maybe don't want to live on five dollars a day. Like that's what people are making back there. And it's like I don't know. I heard this one story on NPR where they are interviewing one of the, the women in the caravan where she ran a store. And she couldn't do it anymore because she had to pay off four different gangs weekly. Four right. different gangs shook her down every week. Yeah. It was just impossible for her to, yet, to make a living. Yet it's criminals who are coming in this mar- yeah. this caravan. No, they are fleeing criminals. God damn it. And so he lived in rel- this Bartolo Fuentes. He was mostly anonymous for a lot of years. He did a lot to help migrants and things, but he wasn't uh, like he wasn't a big name over it. But then. A TV news report in Honduras on their most watched news channel, HCH, changed all of that. The anchors interviewed a woman who was supposedly part of this caravan, and she talked about how they're doing it because it's safety in numbers, which is perfectly reasonable. But she also called Fuentes the organizer and mentioned that there was foreign assistance. And without any supporting evidence to back up that claim, the anchors went on the air and said Fuentes would pay for any and all migrants' food and transportation. Now, where do you think that came from? Was that an honest misunderstanding or somebody... Yeah, I don't know. ...pulling some strings behind the scenes? It, it, could, it could go either way. It was probably Soros! God damn it. Damn you, Soros! How dare you survive the Holocaust? Yeah, in this... Perhaps if Hitler was better at his job, Soros wouldn't be around. If you look Am into... I, right? I bet if you look deep enough into this that Soros is funding this is probably the same thing that happens whenever a protest happens and people are like, oh, Soros-funded protesters. He donates money to causes. If Soros is funding this, everyone who donates money to a cause is funding this. It's not, it's not George Soros showing up in fucking Honduras and handing out stacks of $100 bills. Hey, Adam, do you pay taxes? I sure do. And you fund the CIA-backed wars fucking with yeah. people. Yeah, and... In this case, it's a group called, I think, People Without Borders or something like that. And I guarantee all of that Soros shit boils down to, oh, he gave money to a group at one point. But so, yeah, there's no supporting evidence, but they go on the air with this claim. And this is a quote from a guy named Gustavo Montoya, who's 57, lived in Honduras. When I saw the news report, I said, this is my opportunity. It grabbed my attention that we could pass easily it impressed a lot of people. So the genesis of this caravan, which just started out as like 200 people and just 
statistically speaking, that's going to be like eight by the time they walk to the United yeah. States. It's like turtles hatching on a beach. What? The, statistically, like how many turtle eggs hatch on a beach and how many actually make it to the ocean and live? It's not good. Wasn't that far of a stretch. Poor, poor little puppies. <laughs> little puppy turtles. And so that's what caused thousands of people to converge on this caravan was this news report in Honduras that said, hey, this guy's paying everyone's way, and he's not. Like, that's yeah. not what's happening. How did that news not get out to more people? Like, just kidding. Are people still joining this caravan under that impression? Well, I think people are joining it more not because they are expecting financial assistance. I think it's just safer traveling in a huge group. Yeah. It's it's a lot harder to torture people and murder people and dump them in the desert instead of going through the deportation process if there's thousands of them. Unless one of them throws a stone and you got 15,000 troops on the other side, but we'll get to that. We will get to that. So uh, let's talk about what life is like in Honduras right now. 80% of workers earn below the minimum wage, which is just a few hundred dollars a month. Honduras is one of the most violent countries on the planet and fewer than one in 10 crimes are ever solved. And that's not unimportant. That is a big deal. Especially because, with the volume of crimes. Because if you're a criminal, it, like there used to be a thing, this would happen in New Orleans a lot, where New Orleans had such a problem with violent crime, but they also had a problem with people not wanting to come forward and testify in those crimes. So like sexual assault in this country on a much lesser level. Yeah. So there was this outbreak of murders that would happen in New Orleans and motherfuckers would spend like two months in jail while the police tried their best to build a case and people were just too scared to fucking testify. So people would get out. And I imagine that's a lot like what's happening in Honduras, but just on a much bigger scale. Like imagine... Like, people are walking thousands of miles to flee this. Imagine how scared you would have to be to actually go to the police about a crime that happened to you in Honduras. You would get fucking murdered immediately. You can't do that in this country in a lot of cities without running the risk of getting murdered. But this is, this is crime on a level we can't even imagine. Like, even if you're living in a place like Chicago... There's that's definitely a very violent and crime ridden situation. Any of those people in the caravan would gladly live in Chicago. Oh, yeah, for sure. And yeah, it's it's not Honduras. And so another thing that has really impacted life in Honduras that definitely we have no no part in climate change. They used to have enough rain and whatnot in agriculture in Honduras where your average farmer would get like two harvests a year. Uh, now it's down to maybe one. And this past year, there was a drought during the rainy season. So most of the farms produce no harvest at all. So even people who are there just trying to grow their own food to live can't do it. It's, but you know, we don't have anything hey, to do with climate change. Of, uh, the one thing everybody in the world agrees on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that's all happening in Honduras right now, and it's what's leading people to flee, which, as well they should. I, who wouldn't flee that situation? The fact that more of them haven't killed themselves. Like I'm sure know. there's a lot of that. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of that in Honduras, and, and also the, what were the other two countries, El Salvador and Guatemala? It's like, you watch Fox News, and how many people are critical of these people? It's like, you're the same motherfuckers that, not just conservatives, like any 
American in Burbank, anyways, who will fucking double park at the gym because they don't want to park a half block away. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, lazy-ass motherfuckers. I think if you walk that far, you should get to do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, pretty much. We should get the vote for which member of the migrant caravan becomes our new president. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I would... Let's just do that at the border. I would be all for it. Our president, uh, presidential candidates should have to compete in some level of physical challenge. Yeah. Yeah, I would be I would be fine with that. But would Hillary Clinton have beat Trump in a physical challenge? Depends on what type of physical challenge. Well, I mean, obviously it depends, but probably... If it's something involves motor skills, I bet she'd beat him. What if she, like, seized up while she was doing it? Ah, <laughs> 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 right-wing oh, conspiracy theory time. So... Let's talk about who is in this caravan. There's a journalist. A lot of people have gone down and actually met the people yeah. that are... I've heard a lot of stuff on NPR about it. In the yeah. Week. And one article in particular you might want to check out is uh, on CNN. Fake news. It's called Faces of the Migrant Caravan, written by Alice Driver. She actually went down and interviewed a lot of members of this caravan. For one thing... We've been hearing 7,000 people are coming, and it's actually closer to 3,500. Which, either way, is a blip on the radar in terms yeah. of amount of people that come. Yeah, it's nothing. Like, if 7,000 people came to L.A., we'd have no clue. We would have absolutely no clue. Especially I mean, 7,000 comics move to L.A. every month, and yeah. you're barely know. And especially because none of these people are driving, so it won't impact our parking situation. Yeah. That's, I think that's all we care about in L.A. anymore, is can we park? That's all that matters. Beyond that... Who gives a fuck? Yeah. If we have to tear down Capitol Records and put a parking lot there, fine. Or just strip out all the offices and make it a 20-story circular parking garage. Yeah. I would I would be in favor of that. So of those 3,500, while we're on the subject of criminals and murderers and f- Middle Easterners, which I don't think anyone's found a single Middle Easterner in this caravan who's gone down there to interview them yet. Uh, but it's... It should go without saying that most of the people in this caravan are children. Children that have to walk. Yeah. 2,300 of those 3,500. That's, I know I keep that's going the, back to the walking thing, but it's just absurd. Well, yeah. You can't even wrap your head around how much walking that is. Yeah, and there was actually a point when they reached Mexico where they thought there were going to be buses, and that plan fell through. So, I'm surprised with how much coverage it's getting. Somebody hasn't organize some giant-ass crowdfunding thing. Well, that's what they tried to do in Mexico, and the Mexican government blocked it and wouldn't let them do it. Uh, But there have been... It's not like they're just walking nonstop. There are areas where they've stopped and, like, been able to, like, take temporary shelter in abandoned buildings and shit, and there are groups that have been, you know, helping them along the way. But, they're yeah, they're still... They're walking thousands of miles. And some of the, uh, who did she encounter in this caravan? Families with babies and young children. Pregnant women. Jesus. Adolescents looking for work and elderly men and women. I mean, if you got raped by a gang member and you're pregnant, you're essentially carrying a a gang member, right? Is that what Trump's talking about? That could be. All these gang members are coming? Yeah. Because that's about the closest. And I mean, at that point, what do you do in getting raped by a gang member? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? Get an abortion? Make oh. up your mind, Republican. Yeah, of course not. No, 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 no. Uh, so, yeah, it's just absurd that we're pretending that this group of people is in any way a threat to national safety. It's fucking absurd. And what kills me is when those bombs were sent out, 
I mentioned I had a skirmish with someone I used to work with over it because they were like, this is just, not only did they say the bombs were a plot by the left, but they said it was a plot by the left to take attention away from this migrant caravan. Like, what the fuck? This migrant caravan is, I think, in political terms, better for the left. Like, I don't think the left has anything to be sad about or ashamed about when it comes to this migrant caravan. It's Trump. He's the one calling them criminals and exacerbating this situation. And who may potentially assassinate a bunch of these people yeah. at the border. Yeah. So uh, she found no Middle Eastern terrorists in the group. That's That should almost go without saying. Like... If you want terrorists, look no further than white dudes with guns in this country. No, oh no, that's not terrorism, Chet. Oh, what's that? You know, it's just gun violence. Good old-fashioned American gun violence. Just white a people, male stripper down on his luck. White people don't commit acts of terror, like the synagogue shooter. That was, you know, that was just that was just crime. Just regular crime. I'm not going to call that guy a terrorist. You crazy? So. At one point, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, at one point they were expecting buses that would carry him, and those didn't happen. And that happened 20 days in. So they had been walking for 20 booster. days. The This caravan travels around 30 miles a day on foot. Like on a good day, I get 10,000 steps in, which is like five miles. Yeah, the last time I got 10,000 steps was when I was in Vegas, and I was exhausted. And it like I was like we're Ubering everywhere from now on. So I can't imagine walking thirty miles a day. And that's with like stairs and cement, like not like terrain and constant right. dust you're breathing in. And in flip flops. A lot of these people are just wearing like sandals and flip flops and shit. They're not wearing Yeezys. Yeah. Not yet. Maybe Yeezy will meet them at the border to hand out Yeezys. Uh so yeah, that happened twenty days in. Respiratory illnesses are rampant because there's all the dust and also like i got a a, a respiratory illness a couple weeks ago and i'm pretty sure it was just because the temperature changed really quick like that happens to me people are changing oh sorry well that that happens to me all the time like when i i toured the midwest once and went from kansas city i believe where it was like in the 50s and then to st louis where it was 95 and i immediately got sick so they're walking through those kind of changes constantly. Well, those changes every day and night with the desert where it's hot during the right. day and cold at night. And lots of bathing and washing clothes in water that smells like sewage. Because? Why is that, Adam? Because it has sewage in it. Oh. Yeah. It's yeah, weird how that works. But, you know, whatever water you can get in this situation. And, yeah, so now Trump is vowing to send people to the border. and Not just any people. Sending troops yeah. to the border. And let's listen to Shepard Smith on Fox News talking about this, because just the fact that anyone at Fox News is willing to oppose the president feels good these days. The migrants, according to Fox News reporting, are more than two months away, if any of them actually come here. But tomorrow is one week before the midterm election, which is what all of this is about. There is no invasion. No one's coming to get you. There's nothing at all to worry about. I bet that guy sitting behind him is like, when what they the did fuck? this to us, got us all riled up in April, remember? The result was 14 arrests. We're America. We can handle it. 
But, <laughs> like I said, a week to the election. Well, he's and also Jennifer Trump supporters like their fucking three-year-old, what's the Seth Meyers thing he did, like they're, three, uh, like they're a bunch of kids that accidentally saw a scary movie. Yeah. And I feel like there's, like, good for him for saying that, yeah. but it's not, it's not going to impact well, it doesn't the people matter. watching Fox it News. It doesn't matter because two hours later you have Lou Dobbs and-, and Two uh, hours, probably in 15 and minutes. that later. other fucking- Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Saying the exact opposite. So. Yeah. And yeah, it's a it's a fucking campaign stunt. He's deploying more than five thousand active duty military troops to the southern border. I thought it was fifteen thousand. Maybe I heard wrong. I think he said it could be up to, but we know five thousand for sure. Okay. And he's sending them by the end of the week, which I think, as we're recording this, means like this weekend coming up. Which they're not gonna. The caravan's still thousands of miles away. They're not gonna get here for a few weeks, and it's like. How does anyone not put those two things together and just immediately assume this is bullshit? This is a waste of time. And it's, uh, this is a quote. This is using the troops as props. We're using a bunch of people to waste their time while they backstop the border patrol. That's Jason Dempsey, adjunct senior fellow at the Center for a New American Security and former Army infantry officer in Iraq and Afghanistan. That's always my favorite when Trump brings up military shit and the military always jumps in and is like, no, 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 no. Like that's happening with this because he did, he, he said that crazy thing where if they throw rocks, treat them as rifles, like implying that we're going to shoot at these people. And I saw Wesley Clark being interviewed this morning and he was like, that's not how the chain of command works. Like it doesn't, they are not going to have those orders when they go down there. And Trump also said this week that if we had another year of Obama as president, we would have gone to war with North Korea. He just says some things. Yeah, of course. Done. Sure. Sure, we would. Like, so, uh, yeah, this this uh, caravan is still thousands of miles away. This is Kevin Appleby the, at the Center for Migration Studies. The president's deployment of the world's strongest military against a band of vulnerable asylum seekers is embarrassing. And I agree with that. What he's getting at is this doesn't make us look strong. It makes us look weak. Like like we're threatened by yeah. defenseless pregnant women. Right. Like that's the state our country is in that a bunch of fucking pregnant women and a bunch of children coming to this country is somehow going to bring us to our fucking knees. But also you're making America a great again. A country built on immigrants. Right. A country built on immigrants. And now a, a, a roving pack of pregnant women and kids is somehow going to cripple this country get the fuck out of here by the way get into this on the next episode but if if he uh got rid of the 14th amendment doesn't that make all of his kids illegal citizens weren't they born to somebody that wasn't an american citizen yet well i mean i don't think he could make birthright citizenship i don't think he could take it away retroactively i sure hope not because then the people facing deportation at that point are i don't know about half the people i know like, that just means you were born to parents who are immigrants. Like, fucking Vanessa Gritton would probably get deported. Like, I don't fucking want to live in that world. And I feel like a lot of Trump supporters wouldn't mind it. And it's it's him saying, because if he gets away with that, there's like there's no fucking end to what he could get away with. Do you have any predictions on the midterms? Do you think the Dems will take over? I don't House think it fucking Senate? matters. I think if they do, he'll try to nullify the election in some way. And say it was hacked or rigged, and I, uh, 
Yeah. You are a prophet, so I... I don't, like, I don't know. I think, like, Democrats might take back one or the other. I don't think they'll take both. And we'll just be deadlocked for another two years until Trump wins re-election. But we'll see how it goes. And here's the thing about Trump saying, treat those treat those rocks as rifles. People don't respect the fact that his rhetoric inspires people to do things. And I know people on the right want to act like it's not true, but that's because people on the right want to act like it's not true. But they know it's true. They just want to act like it's not. They just don't want to take responsibility for their actions. Right. Who they support. And for supporting one of the worst presidents in American history. Even if a bunch of... Trump supporters know, like, oh, we're just rolling our eyes, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. When Trump shit is translated to other languages in third world countries or even first world countries, people have looked up to America for so long. Right. They don't. It's hard to comprehend. When uh, people take his words at face value. When the president of the United States does something, a lot of people around the world see that as a uh, sign off on them doing the same thing. That's how unions got fucking broken in this country. There was that big air traffic controller union. And for the longest time, every employer in the United States always had the option to just send in replacement workers if there was a strike. But it was also agreed, like just sort of like a gentleman's agreement that you don't do that. That is a dastardly thing to do. And Reagan fucking did that. He broke up that strike sent in replacement workers, and with that, every country in America was like, oh, yeah, now we can do that if there's a strike. That's so easy. And as soon as, so as soon as Reagan did it, that's when fucking labor unions started declining. Much smaller example, this got buried in the news over the last week or two, but there was a guy that, like, a plane had to land because this guy sexually assaulted a, uh, a woman on a plane, and uh, his defense was, well, the president said he can grab him by the pussy. Like, he literally said that as his defense. Yeah, there was also there have also been a bunch of instances in other countries where something scandalous will come out about some fucking dictator, and he'll be like, fake news, fake news. We know where that's coming from. Sure, and this is perhaps uh, something we visit another time. But one realization I've had, you've probably known this for a while, but I I think I can better articulate it for myself now, is the thing with fake news is like looking at academics and looking at objective facts, the right considers all of that bias. Oh, sure. And like, how do you fucking beat into people's heads that like facts and unbiased, like presenting reality is not liberal it's just the facts. Especially when so many racists will say things like statistics don't, statistics aren't racist. Facts aren't racist. It's like facts aren't biased, motherfucker. It's like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm over getting mad about Trump supporters and their conflicting opinions because that's just what they're always going to Part of their disease. do, and there's no fucking talking them out of that or changing that. There's no reasoning with a lot of Trump supporters. Sure. I blocked a person or two on uh, Discord, and it's a much better experience now. It sure is. And, like, you have to just kind of do that in life, too. Like, we've all drawn, like, we've all 
chosen our sides, I believe. And I don't think there's going to be a lot of jumping sides. I think we are all on the side we're on. So I think we can comfortably quit trying to convert Trump supporters into logical thinking people. They're just Trump supporters. But we have to continue to convince and urge people that aren't Trump supporters to get out and vote. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there have been stories coming out now about like, I just, there was just an article going around where it was interviews with like 10 different millennials about why they're not going to vote. And it's like, thanks. Like that's that's not helping anyone. It's not helping anyone at all. And pieces of shit. That's why there. Now you don't need to watch the video or read the article. Yeah, it pretty much boils down to that. And it's like, I know there will be people in the comments who are like, me, me, run a better candidate. Motherfucker, Trump is in office behind that fucking Almost opinion. anybody's a better candidate. Yeah, yeah. Literally anyone. I would vote for, I don't know. President Ted Cruz, would you take that right now? Kinda. Over yeah. Trump? Yeah, yeah. I would take President Ted Cruz over Trump. I would take fucking... At this point, I would roll the dice on President Mike Pence over Trump. Like, that used to not be my opinion, but now it's my opinion. Because at least with Pence, you wouldn't get shit like this, where Trump says, oh, if they throw rocks, treat them as rifles. And then in uh, fucking Nigeria, the Nigerian army fired on a group of Shia Muslim protesters. Why? Because they were throwing rocks. And they killed dozens of people. And their fucking justification for it, this is a spokesman for the Nigerian army, he said their decision to fire live rounds was justified because they were armed, and he added, this is what Trump was talking about. So tell me more about how this fuckstick's words don't matter. Whereas if we had President Pence, the Nigerian army would start referring to their individual wives as mother. Right. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about a, a like, I think in Nigeria, they're probably pretty conservative with how... They let other men deal with their wives also. But that's that's for the What in the World podcast. And then the sh- fucking, not long after that, the Nigerian army tweeted a video of Trump saying to treat rifles as rocks with the caption, please watch and make your deductions. I've made Treat my, rocks as rifles. Uh, yeah, whatever. And so it's- I mean, you should treat rifles as rocks and not fucking shoot them and just put them down on the ground. Yeah, yeah, but y- you get what I'm saying. Yes. And it's like, I've made my deduction. You killed a bunch of fucking protesters as an official government policy. And that's a fucking human rights violation. And they're doing it because the United States said it's okay. Like, when has that ever been the, like, I know the United States is not a great country. We are a bad country in a lot of ways. But I think what people don't what isn't registering with people like even Dave Chappelle just came out and was talking about like, Oh, did Russia make us racist? Like, is that how, and it's like, we still need to look into fucking foreign governments intervening in our elections. I don't give a fuck if racism existed before this. Like that's always the argument is, Oh, all these things existed before Trump, Obama deported people, fucking George Bush did nine 11 and like all of these, but it's easy to do that when you isolate small samples. And small instances. You what, can do that with anything. But what didn't exist before that, like, it's one thing for us to deport people. It's another thing to get up in front of the country and say, these are rapists and murderers who are bringing disease and taking your jobs, and we have to get them out of here. It's the rhetoric 
that is the difference between Trump and every other president. And if you think that doesn't fucking matter, tell it to these protesters who just got shot in fucking Nigeria because the president of the United States said shoot protesters when they throw rocks. That is the difference. That is why Trump is a problem way more so than Bush, Obama, anyone else. Show me somebody with a white van that's covered in Obama stickers or Bush stickers or Clint stickers or Reagan stickers or Jimmy Carter stickers or whoever that fucking sent bombs to 15 people on the opposition. Yeah, and but even aside from that, show me when any of those presidents... We're like, shoot protesters if they throw rocks. All the presidents, regardless of your political affiliations, were presidential. And someone, I'm sure someone will jump in and tell me about a time when Obama did something to shut down a protest. Yeah, I get it. Lots of presidents have done terrible fucking things, but they still represent us in a presidential way. Like even when George, like George W. Bush was fucking goofy and silly. Choked on a pretzel at a Super Bowl party. But like he didn't he didn't stoke racists with shit like this. I mean he did to some degree. But, but nothing I remember thinking Bush and Cheney were the worst and in hindsight it's like give me them all day. Yeah, I mean well, they're war criminals. Like yeah. they should they should be tried for what they did in Iraq. Like that's that's not even a question. They should face human rights violation charges for what they did in the Middle East. So they're not Great, but Trump, the rhetoric, it matters. Like what you say fucking matters, especially if you're the president, because you're validating all of these racist and bigoted feelings that people in the United States have that any other president would have the decency to be like, no, we're not. And then he goes to these rallies and he feeds his supporters. And he then, has to. And then afterwards, like when he talks to CNN or ABC or whatever, he's like, well, I was just joking or wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No. He no. Knows. Yeah. You don't get to joke about shit like I that. I forget who said Remember this. Remember when Reagan, j- Reagan joked that we were going to bomb the Soviet Union in five minutes? And the Soviet Union was like, what? <laughs> we might bomb you back. Is that true? Like, you can't just say anything because you're the president. You actually can say less because you're the president. Maybe it might have been that John Stewart, Dave Chappelle sit down. I think it was John Stewart that said, uh, Trump is like a very successful sleazy salesman, and the difference now is when he goes to these rallies, he doesn't realize the cameras are on. So yeah. then he, because he he says whatever he needs to say in that room to sell his thing. Right. Yeah. It's and that's what makes arguments uh, fall apart too. Because whenever you're like, well, Trump did this, somebody could be like, but he also said this because he just plays to the fucking room. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I don't know. Those words fucking matter. And if you think they don't, words matter. Facts matter. Right. Unless you're a Trump supporter. Matter matters. Matter, matter, matters. Matter, matter, matter. So that's what's going on. By the time this episode goes up, it's it's crazy how fast mo- news moves these days. Yeah. I did an episode of The Daily Pod with Olivia Hydar last week, and we had this whole fucking segment. I recorded it on Wednesday and put it up on Friday, and we had this whole like 10-minute segment about the Maryland football team reinstating this coach who basically practiced a kid to death and everyone is expecting him to be fired, but they reinstated him and we had this big outrage sesh over it. And then I go to edit the podcast and they fucking fired him. So I had to cut all of that out because it was completely irrelevant the next day. And that's just football news like this. 
This these fucking this fucking caravan could be in San Antonio by the time this goes up for all I know. Yeah, well, a listener uh reached out to me and asked he he said he has a a Trump supporting friend, somebody that's like going down the Christian wormhole whatever. And he's like, I want them to listen to Good Luck America, but like, it's very important they have a good first experience. Where should I have them start? I'm like, whatever episode's new, because those our episodes don't necessarily age well, uh, because yeah. so much fucking changes every week. So yeah, somebody said in Discord this week that I'm, uh, I believe I'm paraphrasing here. I believe they said I'm too moderate. How can you be too moderate, too medium, too average? Well, I think they were talking about your political beliefs they weren't talking about your personality they were i think that stemmed from the argument we had about how trump supporters aren't worth talking to which i still maintain they are not worth talking to to. yeah man discord's the best now yeah discord's really that discord that we set up if you go out to our twitter we tweeted a link to it uh yeah that block function really makes it a more livable place to be such a good place yeah you realize two-thirds of the shit clogging up your feet is like oh i just blocked one or two people and takes care of that yeah and you're done yeah <laughs> it's the, it's the world i want to live in so happy. i want to be able to do it in real life like that black mirror episode i'm so happy you ever seen that black mirror episode where you nah, can, i gotta go back and watch you can block that. people in real life that show is uh like i said i can watch one episode and then i'm like oh kick to the gut i need a couple months off and then i forgot to go back to it such a good show it's coming back this december i believe but hey we'll talk about what shows were uh looking forward to on unpops daily for monday yeah which we're gonna record next and it'll be up like Today. by the time you listen to this, yeah. it's probably up. Goes Give up at li- 10 a.m. PT when California rules the world. Give it a listen. Check it out. As for this episode, let's wrap it up. That's the migrant caravan. It's nothing to worry about at all. Hey, speaking of California PT, are you going? What's your vote going to be on the prop? that um, could potentially uh, give other governing bodies permission to get rid of daylight savings time. Oh, I don't know. I guess I'll look into it. I've never... I'm going to support that. Fuck that. I want more light at night. Yeah. I mean, doesn't doesn't it, like, save energy, though? No, that's a myth. It's bullshit. It doesn't save energy. Hmm. The initial ties back to farmers, and then also, like, the more modern reason is employers want their employees to, like wake up and be more energetic and if they go to work in the dark and there's an argument for like school children getting buses in the dark well no that i think that's a valid argument yeah i'm not a school child what the fuck do i care? yeah you sound like a trump supporter right now when i grew up there was times what what were but they're rare like there is uh, there was a point in the mid 70s where i think it was just one town but they made daylight savings permanent and it was like a year-round thing, and it eventually ended up in kids having to wait at bus stops in total night darkness. And motherfuckers that go out and do awful shit under cover of night, they don't discriminate just because it's six in the morning and it's dark. They're going to be out doing bad shit. And like, I'm, I'm all right with the sun rising at a time that makes workers more alert. There is nothing more depressing than waking up in the dark, going to work, and then you walk out and it's dark, which happens a lot in those early winter and so, fall no, months. So this would change it. So you'd wake up and it's dark, but when you leave work, it's sun. I would rather wake up to sunlight. And leave when it's dark? Your body is supposed to wake up to sunlight. Eh, that's like why that you gotta is- get one of those Betty alarm clocks like I have that, that wake you up with a light. Oh yeah, there's your solution, poor people who are too groggy to go to work. Just buy yourself one of those fancy sun lamps. It's like 30 that, bucks. 
dude, there are people who can't subscribe to this network because they can't afford $5 a month. You can't say, yeah, it's 30 bucks. That's a lot for some people. And Well, if every employer bought their employee a Betty alarm clock, problem yeah, solved. That's not going to happen either. Employers won't give their fucking employees health insurance. You think they're going to give them fucking lamps to wake up better hey, in the morning? just remember, Republicans will do a better job than Democrats protecting you from pre-existing conditions, even though they passed a thing in the House that didn't get passed by Senate. Specifically, those like, fuck pre-existing conditions. Yeah, I still think pre-existing conditions and deportations are the two things that are going to keep at least the middle part of the country as a Republican stronghold for a long time, because they're both things that will force people who would have voted against Trump to leave those states and go to places that don't have pre-existing conditions and places that don't cooperate with immigration and customs enforcement. So if you're living with a chronic illness or living with someone risking deportation, your better option is just to get the fuck out of that state and go somewhere where those things aren't a problem. But then that's someone who would have voted against Trump fleeing that state. It's actually a pretty brilliant plan on the Republicans' part. You think it's intentional or oh, unintended? fuck yes, it's intentional. Like, what, what about it's not? They're not just fucking falling into demonizing illegal immigrants and taking health care away. Like, that's not an accident. They this know isn't Trump's doing. most absurd statement objectively, but it's the most absurd one that affects me so directly. How he continues to tweet that Republicans will protect pre-existing conditions and Democrats Democrats won't. It's just such an insane, blatant lie. Like, there's no even room for interpretation. Nobody can make the case for, for that being I mean, true. he'll protect pre-existing conditions in that he'll keep them in place. So he's protecting them in that way. <sighs> and here's the thing. I wouldn't mind a version of health care, like the health care we have now. I wouldn't mind if there was a version that, like, a plan people could buy where pre-existing conditions were a thing. Because, for one thing, it would be cheaper, but it also, like, if you don't have any pre-existing conditions, being able to get that plan would be a good thing. I'm not opposed to there being both plans. like a more But it should be a choice. Right. And it should be an option. The problem is, it's always been an option, but the way health insurance worked before Obamacare, those plans that didn't have any pre-existing condition stipulations... If you had to go out on the market and buy it yourself, those were like $1,500 a month minimum. And that's per family member. That's not for a family. And they were called high-risk pools. And pretty much every insurance company had them, but they priced them so exorbitantly that people couldn't afford them, couldn't afford them unless you already had thousands of dollars in medical bills. And then paying this $1,500 a month premium worked out. But I'd be fine if... I could get Obamacare and there was a cheaper version that you'll be subject to pre-existing conditions because pre-existing conditions aren't it's it's easy as long as you don't have any then you're probably not going to run into any problems with it. It's just if you go to the doctor after you get insurance and you have diabetes but you didn't put that on your application, they're just never going to cover diabetes again, which that's not unreasonable. Like if you're but talking there are a lot about of people with health issues that don't have insurance that need insurance, and the whole point of having ins- like if you get ins- you're paying for insurance but doesn't cover any of your health issues, what's the fucking point? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why there should be two versions, but there won't be. Anyways, I've just been seeing how long I could extend this out. The answer: sixteen minutes. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Ah.